you go as Baby Josh, I go as Kevin Spacey. The real Halloween actor. Do you think that's still topical to go as Kevin Spacey for Halloween? Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah, you reckon we can get yeah, away with it? I reckon I can. I do find it weird that yeah, I just have a Kevin poster of him. Spacey. Yeah, but like it's he's such a small part of that movie. I know, but you always have to remember that he's such a big part of the. Like, poster. I <laughs> bums me out that some people might not watch that movie because he's in it. Like, it would deter them from mm. watching that movie. We also get why because they paid him, but then they didn't know any better. I think that's the problem. It's it's when like somebody like pays. I'm not speaking properly, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put this in. This very low, whispery conversation. I'm gonna open the podcast on it. You watch because I detoured before. <laughs> yeah, before we started talking. <laughs> I only meant to do it as a quick joke. I didn't meant to start a whole conversation about Kevin Spacey. It's okay, Danny's just talking about my Kevin, the the poster I have for Baby Driver. This is with spo- a large Kevin Spacey on it. This isn't supposed to be part of the podcast. But what I'm saying is like um. It's but it's it'd be worse hiring someone if you now know that they were outed, like yeah. as a as that yeah. Sort of thing. But beforehand, like it's okay that Disney hired Jeremy Renner to be <sighs> Hawkeye for all this thing, but it's just so... it just might not be okay if they get him to do the Disney Plus series when he might have tried to kill his wife. You yeah, know? I just don't know. I still can't believe like you fucking dropped that bombshell over. <laughs> You're like, what do you think of this Jeremy Renner stuff? I'm like, what Jeremy Renner <laughs> stuff? It's like the biggest bombshell ever. But yeah, it is a like I think it's that thing of like there had to there had to be a last movie, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when all this stuff came out about Kevin Spacey, like there was going to be a film that yeah. he did last before it came out, and it just happens to be a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. It's it's a shame. I th- like I said, I think the the main kind of the the one redeeming thing about it is that he's not he's not a huge huge part no. of the film he's not in every scene he's not the main character or anything it's not like it was fucking american beauty or something no. Plus like it's, it's an edgar wright film it's his film yeah exactly it's not a kevin spacey yeah film. you don't watch it because it's a kevin spacey film yeah you watch it because it's an edgar wright film and yeah it has a fucking it's got a piece of shit in it but i would say it's probably like one of the few films that it's also got john ham he tortured a man did he torture it was one of those weird... Uh... Wait, what? <laughs> Fucking, what are these bombshells you're dropping on me today? John How it was... Wait of... a second, what did Kevin Spacey do? <laughs> John, uh, uh, it was one of those weird, what do you call it? It's the opposite of sorority, it's the male version. Um, fraternity? A fraternity, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those fraternity rituals that went really badly. And like he, it, like he did actually get... I can't. I don't actually know how far it went in the criminal's proceedings, but he definitely got accused of torturing a human being as part of a fraternity thing. It's definitely a, like, it's it's one of those things where it's like it's a joke gone huh, bad. We laugh about it now, but in the moment, I don't think no. they are. I don't think they do laugh. Yeah, about yeah. It. Don't think John Hamm brings it up at all. Yeah, uh, it's like, oh, but this time I accidentally tortured someone. Why well, didn't I accidentally? It's one of those things. It's like it's a joke that maybe went too far, but then you're still like. How did John Hamm, how did you let it go that far? Yeah, that's fucking um, crazy. But yeah, so you've got that is like the premise a terrible, of a... a terrible scummy human being, and another who's probably might be a bit of a scummy oh, human being. And then Jamie, uh... fuck, I've forgotten his name. Jamie, Jamie Fox, Jamie Fox. I don't know why I blanked on his name there. Jamie Fox uh, is a big supporter of Chris Brown, so that kind of makes him a bad boy but, but, yeah. in my books. So. <laughs> Really, we're we're left with we're, we're left with Lily James, Isaac God, Isaac Gonzalez, and Ansel Elgort, and I'm sure I'm sure one of them. Sure, terrible. one of them studs dodgy we don't know about yet. Yeah, so that's that's the cast of Baby Driver and how terrible human beings. Are. <laughs> I I don't know where to put that in this episode. <laughs> I don't know if to just fucking roll in with like. This, or if I want to take it and move it to the start of the podcast. Well, or... In my defense, I didn't intend. <laughs> Danny, start. Kevin Spacey's behind you. <laughs> oh, I'd be scared. Yeah, Terrified. we'd all be scared. Fucking right. Anyway, <laughs> so Evil Dead. Evil Dead. Let's fucking get into this. Yeah. I'm so pumped. I love yeah. this movie. Take that to the bloody bank. Yeah, take it. Take it. Right now. Oh, they're about to close. Hurry up. <laughs> what a commitment to the bit that would be if I went to the bank. 
and you came back, you know, you just sat down and you were like, it was close. <laughs> I didn't make it in time. Obviously, it's twenty to it's twenty to seven right now. I get to the bank. I'm just like they're like, oh hi, how can we help you? I'm like, ah, I'm just fucking, I'm just having a laugh, eh? Sorry, <laughs> like I'm doing this for a bit. They're so confused. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, well, of course, we get a lot of bits here. Yeah. <laughs> this is our third bit today. Yeah, everybody, everybody says the phrase, "You can take that to the bank." And let me tell you, we always get it. We always like, oh, my friend gave me this cream egg. They told me I could take that to the bank. There you go. And now here we are. We actually have a whole room in the back of stuff people have taken to the bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, brilliant. <laughs> um, happy Halloween, Danny. Happy Halloween. It's good to. It's good to. I always look forward to this one. It's this weird episode. recording it on Halloween this time. Yeah, and it, I think it, it's kind of, it's kind of a shame because like, we're we're too lazy to record this in enough time to put it out on Halloween. Yeah. Make it like a special thing. Like, no, we'll record it on Halloween. We get the fun <laughs> of enjoying this as a nice way to spend Halloween. But like everyone else is gonna hear it on like November fifth. I know. It's <laughs> so, it, I think that's how we started our Robbie Burns one, didn't we? I yeah. Think we, I think... we recorded on Robbie Burns night and yeah. made it into a bit of a thing. We always enjoy our night. <laughs> and then we give the people the 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 sort of product of that yeah. a week later. <laughs> But you know what? This is for us. It's for this us. Podcast for us. Yeah. So, um, have you been watching a lot of spookle stuff? You've been playing some spookle stuff. No, getting the Halloween spirit. I've not. I've not. I've not fought to. I, that sounds probably weird, but I've I've not fought to. I I I've been diving into a lot of stuff. Not a lot of stuff, but I've been diving into some horror stuff. Mostly, I downloaded a couple of games. There's a sale on right now. It's a plug, I guess, for PlayStation. We're not sponsored. But there's a sale, it's a Halloween sale. Right. And so I went on and I downloaded some horror games. I bet you got a great bargain, though. Let me tell you. The bargains. <laughs> the deals. Yeah. Swimming in deals. Too many to count. Um, but I downloaded this fucking game called Layers of Fear. Have you ever heard of it? Uh, I've heard of it, but I don't know what so, it is. So it's basically just a walk-in simulator <clears throat> where you're walking through a haunted house. I think the plot, the basic plot is it's the home of a painter painter's killed himself you're going in after the fact to check out the house and find out what happened maybe something spookle happened um so yeah it's basically just a walking simulator you're walking around this haunted house i <clears throat> we downloaded it on saturday night played it for like an hour fucking terrified us <laughs> it's so it's like so simple like it's nothing kind of groundbreaking but i think it it further attests to that whole thing of a video game is scarier to play than it is to watch a scary movie because with a video game if you want the action to progress you're the person who has to progress it yeah so if there's a terrifying hallway with someone standing at the bottom of it you're the one who's gonna have to walk that hallway it's fucking terrifying and there's so many moments and layers of fear that just totally just got to me one of the main ones is it does that pt thing you remember pt yeah right? i remember PT. it does that pt thing where every time you walk through a door um it you're somewhere different so you could walk through a door turn back and walk through the same door but the room has changed obviously with pt it was just a a continuous hallway that you kept walking in and out of but it's kind of the same idea it's like it creates that unnerving uncertainty because you when you open a door you don't know where you're gonna end up even if it's a door you've already walked through um but there was some fucking freaky moments in it there's a scene where you walk into a room and i walked up to the fireplace and then I turned around and all the furniture was floating. And then after like five seconds, it like burst all across the room. And I was just like, ah! <laughs> um, there's a moment where you go into a kitchen and the kitchen is like really colorful. It's really bright. And so I was like, we were, we we're playing it. And we're like, oh, like, this is nice. It's a bit of a breather. I like the kitchen. Let's stay in the kitchen forever. <laughs> um, so we kind of walk around and you can hear some pots and pans clanking. And we're like, nope, not going to pay attention. We're enjoying the kitchen. We're not going to turn around because the kitchen is great. I'm loving it. And then you go to try the door to leave the kitchen and a bloodied knife, just my laptop, a bloodied knife like slams into the door frame next to you. And then you turn around and all the lights have turned off except for this one light above a painting and the painting is of fruit. And then you walk up to the painting and all the fruit in the painting starts to rot and fall off the shelf. And I was like, I hate this game. I hate this. And we played it twice. And the part we stopped at um, the last time we played it was you come out into this really long corridor and written on the wall in what I think is blood, it says, ignore her. 
and then at the bottom of the corridor you see a figure move from one door to the other and i was just like nope absolutely fucking not not right now (laughs) i need to like come into the come back to this in the middle of the day like two o'clock sun shining birds are singing and then i'll walk down that fucking corridor but right now no 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 no. what's that with a happy song in your heart yeah exactly i'm skipping my step raindrops keep falling on my head that's what i'll sing that's what the ghost will sing but i think uh, because of playing these games and i've watched like a few horror movies in the past few days it's it's making me afraid of being in the flat by myself yeah like every time i hear a noise i'm just like it's the ghost it's 100 percent the ghost and i will be dead within minutes <laughs> <laughs> or like i'll sit and i'll be watching tv and i'm watching it and i'm like what, what if there's someone standing behind me right now yeah there's not, not obviously terrifying. but what if there's someone standing by you get that in your head because you've been watching all this fucked up shit ignore her yeah i will i'm gonna turn the game off and i'm gonna fuck <laughs> i said that to my we were talking about pt you played pt right yeah i i played it at yours yeah yeah oh yeah yeah because you didn't seem too affected by it i remember but you played it quite after the fact you played it after the kind of yeah the buzz had died down but i don't remember you being as spooked as i'd hoped you would be well i don't remember why hmm which really bummed me out because i feel like that game exists on its own fucking plane of horror there's like horror then there's like the most fucked up shit you've ever seen and then pt is like above all those things <laughs> wow I like I, I said to my man uh, i was speaking to my supervisor at work today and i was like i still have because obviously they deleted it they deleted yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the game so now if you don't have it on your playstation it's gone but i still have it on my playstation and i was like i think it's cursed i think my playstation is cursed and sometimes i i go past that game on the home screen and i'm like um, yeah i really should bury this playstation 4 <laughs> somewhere deep in the woods <laughs> um but yeah that's that's how i'm feeling so you know part of me is enjoying this little horror binge that i'm on part of me is also like excited to go back to being calm christmas film in my as own soon as, as soon as the first comes christmas around, film stick a christmas film in which we'll it. probably do a horror one because that's what we've done the past like two years in a row <laughs> the last one wasn't a horror one what was, was the it? last one it was christmas evil remember about the, the taxi driver like thing yeah the film i think where we made the joke of like they definitely came up with the name first yeah <laughs> yeah it was like taxi driver it was but so it wasn't quite it's a like horror joker. film <laughs> yeah it's like joker now joker ripped off christmas evil <laughs> I mean, everyone was thinking it. Mm. Everyone was thinking it. We certainly were. It was our biggest complaint. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Halloween episode. Yeah. Um, we're back. Back on the beat. Yeah, back. Do you want to do the intro? What's up, people of Peepleton? Welcome to Second Opinion Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Jones. And with me, the man who... Wait. Saw always someone behind him. Oh! <laughs> Scott Morrison. <laughs> we're recording And this... the other Scott Morrison is uh... behind him. <laughs> it's a double bluff. <laughs> We're, we're recording this live from a haunted mansion. Yeah. We're recording this live from the haunted mansion ride in Disney. The, uh, and the film with Eddie Murphy. L- Eddie Murphy's behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Jump scare. That would um, be scary. We, His yeah. career's been dead for years. <laughs> oh, fucking, fucking roast on Eddie Murphy, man. <laughs> God, I bet he's stinging after that. I know, it's not, <laughs> it's not even a hot take, is it? Here's a controversial thing. Shre- Shrek is ages ago, man. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we, we, um, we decided this week we would tackle, uh, I get, I mean, I would say it's controversial, probably not controversial at all in terms of people liking this film, people not like it. I feel like when I was looking into it, it seemed like the reviews of this initially were more negative than positive. Hmm. Um, we're talking about the, the Evil Dead remake. Yeah. Uh, remake of the cult classic sam raimi directed the bruce campbell starring iconic every fucking film nerd loves it they all love the evil dead i mean i do too but let's still make fun (laughs) of people (laughs) um yeah there's a remake 2013 remake by freddy almez i think his name is um which yeah as far as i'm i'm aware when it initially came out and i think still looking up right now the reviews are like mixed to negative yeah i think i thought it got a good crit- critical response i thought most people were pretty on board for the evil dead remake yeah because it's kind of a weird it must have been a weird announcement when they decided they were going to do it to like remake well, evil dead i do rem- i remember because 
I remember like when I was younger, I like I was fucking obsessed with Evil Dead. Yeah. Like, um, I remember my friend Scott McEwen, shout out if he's listening. He, Hi Scott McEwen. He kept telling us about this film and he was like, Oh, it's fucking it's so crazy. Uh like a film from the eighties. It's like hyper low budget. They project the moon onto like the background at one point. Um it's crazy violent. Uh like you need to see it. And I was like, fuck yeah. Like not knowing that it was this huge kind of I guess you would call it like a I guess it's like a part of pop culture. Yeah. Evil Dead. At this point anyway. Hundred yeah. percent. Um but uh I'm trying to find who directed this version of Evil Dead. It's Freddy it's Freddy Al Freddy Alvarez, like I give you a little bit every time because yeah. I had to keep looking back at my phone. Um so yeah. He's telling us about this movie and I'm like, sounds fucking amazing. And uh we went around to mine one day and we watched it and I was like, Oh my god, this is like everything I wanted from a movie ever. I just love it. And if you've seen the original Evil Dead, you'll you'll understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. And then you've got so much to explore. There's Evil Dead 2, which is even better. And it's weird as fuck because they decide to kind of instead of being a straight horror, they go for this more kind of very slapsticky yeah. comedy approach. Well, when I when I was like um when I sort of became a film fan, I, I felt like Evil Dead 2 was more what was like talked about. Yeah, and that is the one that Evil I think Dead is, is like it's really creative horror film, but it's pretty straight horror film yeah. in term, um in terms of like that genre whereas Evil Dead 2 like um, takes a massive jump and then Evil Dead 3 Army of Darkness goes fucking yeah. bananas bonkers well that's it it's like you have your horror you have your kind of horror comedy and then you have a straight comedy hmm. there's nothing scary about Army of Darkness and I, lo- I like I fucking love Army of Darkness but there's nothing sc- it's such a it's, it's that's got to be one of the biggest fucking left left turns in yeah. all of cinema surely like there is like a, that is the got to be the weirdest progression of like from movie one to movie three i can't think of another movie franchise that has such a radical turn yeah um it'd be like if in die hard four it all took place like in a musical yeah or something <laughs> like that yeah it's kind of it's kind of maybe not that level of extreme but it's close yeah <laughs> um so yeah uh I, I fucking loved evil dead when i was younger yeah loved it so, for so long, I feel like they were talking about doing another Evil Dead. They were going to do Evil Dead 4. Because if you remember, there's two different endings to Army of Darkness. I don't know if you remember this. Yeah, one of them, it's, it's the regular ending, and one is the one where he sleeps for too long, does yes, he Yes, he sleeps for too long, and he ends up waking up, and it's you know thousands of years into the future, yeah. and the, the world is in ruins, and it's the apocalypse. And the, the last shot of the film is him screaming, I slept too long. <laughs> and so I remember, like, there was so much talk about there was going to be an Evil Dead 4 and they were going to try and do it. And I was like, fuck me. Like, I want... Like, I want Evil Dead 4 and I want it in the apocalypse and I want that so badly. And then the end, it's a remake. And you're like, well... Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But I think the thing that got people on board, and myself included, was that Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell seemed like they had quite a heavy hand in... Yeah terms of like producing it it seemed like they were very on board with the script that they had and the direction they were taking with it so i think that gave everyone hope and then the trailer came out and is the fucking best trailer i've ever fuck i've ever seen in my life it's so well edited and so fucking like energetic and i just was like i was like i can't wait i cannot wait for this film and i remember going to see it uh, when i worked at the popular cinema chain cineworld not a plug I don't work there anymore. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Is that how it works? Can you say whatever the fuck you want? I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. as long as it's not slanderous. Yeah, I mean, it's not slanderous. As long as you don't say, they sell children. You said that though, not me. As long yeah. as you don't say it. As long as you don't say it outright. Well, you're allowed to say it, but you have to prove it. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I remember we went to a staff screening. They used to have staff screens where we would get to see the movie like a night before, the night before it came out. Aye. Sometimes it would be for something amazing like iron man 3 or man of steel i'm not saying those films are amazing but i mean it'd be something that was like exciting sometimes it would be for fucking whatever i really like think of the most mundane film you can think of uh hang on hang on um come on i must be able to think of one mundane oblivion starring tom cruise oh that's quite mundane it's quite mundane Uh... i remember going to see that one i took a friend (laughs) put him through that 
I don't actually remember if that movie's good or not. That's one of those ones where I've, I've seen I it once. I see it. Ah, okay. So you said it was mundane. You haven't even seen it? Well, I, at least I give the movie see, the time of day. I didn't see Episode it. Episode 5, Season 4, Oblivion. It's confirmed here. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I remember we went to a staff screening of it. And the thing with the staff screenings was it was always a gamble of how many people would show up. Hmm. So like sometimes a lot of people that I worked with would all turn up for a film and they'd all bring people with them. And sometimes there'd be like a handful of us and it would barely be worth them even wasting the electricity to put the projector on. But for Evil Dead, I remember fucking everyone who worked there showed up. Like there was such like a hype for it. And I, it was, I don't think it was because it was an Evil Dead sequel. I think it was just because it was a horror movie which already sells well. Hmm. And that trailer slapped so fucking hard. <laughs> I think people were just pumped. But I remember coming out of that film and it being kind of like completely divided. Like some really? people, yeah, some people like, I don't know, just didn't get into it. And not even Evil Dead fans. Like some people just just thought it was like ridiculous and stupid, which it is. But yeah. we'll get into that. I, and here's why I think I'm more amped up at the start of this episode than I feel like I have been for the last few it's because the first three films that we've done in this podcast kind of shit. Yeah. I can't even remember what number two was. Uh, was you... that the Heath Ledger one? Yeah. So that was fine. And we've done two bad movies. I fucking love this remake so goddamn much. I fucking love it. And I forgot how much I loved it until today. Hmm. I fucking had such a blast watching that. I don't know about you. Because I'd seen it. I'd seen it like two, three times. I think. I can't really remember. I don't, I don't keep count. I'll have to go consult. Like, yeah. <laughs> the notches on my bed poster, how many times I've seen Evil Dead from 2013. There's a lot of notches on that. There's so post. many notches. So many. <laughs> you hadn't seen it before? No. What's your initial kind of reaction? It was really good. Good. It was really, really good. It's yeah. good, right? It's very, very, uh, like, yeah, I, I was very involved in it. I think it's exactly kind of what you should want from a horror film is that sort of sense of like, um, being invested in character, uh, horrified and like uh, uh, invested in character in the sense that like, because uh, I'm not trying to say character development is like necessarily like the focus of the film, but more like you actually do want to see these characters survive yeah. and um, some of them, <laughs> yeah, um, and like yeah, you, it, there there is a sense of like, um, what am I trying to say? It's like a you're very involved in it you're mm. very reacting to it yeah you because feel yourself reacting i think to like it. we i felt like we were having a lot of fun yeah. watching that like there was, was a lot of like there was yeah. a lot of that kind of like us being like oh shit and like fucking oh god what's gonna happen and lots of screaming and lots of shouting and i was like this is this is the most fun i've had watching the film in like yeah in a good little while like yeah it was it was a blast um and yeah i feel like i want to spend you know the next half an hour or so if you'll indulge me if you'll indulge us both Maybe if you're not a fan of this movie, we'll bloody try and maybe convince you a little bit about why it's actually worth your time. It's very good. We'll get right into that. Yeah. Let's do it! Let's do it. On the on the conclusion of your uh, Evil Dead thing, though, you kind of got Evil Dead 4 in the end. You got the TV series. We did get the TV series, which I watched the first series of, which, spoilers for the first series, ends at the cabin. And the oh, last okay. couple of episodes take place in the cabin. And I remember when that season finished. And it does end on a kind of cliffhanger. But I remember feeling kind of like satisfied by the first season alone. Yeah. And I've never went back and I've never I've never continued it. And I always want to. I know it's on Netflix now. And I really should go back mm. and, and jump in. Um But yeah, is I guess yeah. I guess you we got... did. We did eventually get Evil Dead 4. But I think they went for the the other ending. They follow on yeah. from the he goes back and the world's normal. That would normal. be like a proper film buff sequel then. If it's like somebody comes in and they're just like a, a casual fan of Evil Dead and they're like, wait, where's this apocalypse come from? Yeah. Uh, actually, if you watch the alternative ending well, of, the, of Army the direct- of Dark, um... If you've watched the director's cut. <laughs> I love a director's cut. Oh, you know, that fucking voice. That's a weird tangent. Right. You live in Glasgow. I've, I've heard seen, of it. I've, I've right. Seen of it. You know what I'm getting a bit sick of? Right, go on. This is a weird tangent, but <laughs> I'm getting really sick of I don't know if you've seen there's like there's like there's like a lot of, there's stickers around and it says like Boris Johnson is a pure fanny. Yeah. And then there's like I think on a shop in town I think it's like Scribbler they have a drawing of Donald Trump and it's like Donald Trump is a is a bam. Hmm. And all that kind of power. I'm getting I'm I don't like it. 
because you know what it feels it you know what it feels like to me it feels like art students trying to do that like funny scottish thing yeah of like oh, guys like what if we fucking said like oh, bear with me like what if we said like boris johnson's a pure fatty oh, like would that be fucking crazy and i just i kind of hate it is that wrong no i see what you mean it's like it's like marketing like propaganda in like scottish culture and like there's a there's a like a nice sense of humor especially of glasgow with like the wellington statue and stuff that glasgow is supposed to have this sense of humor yeah but it feels weird if it's like forced yeah it does that's what it feels like it feels forced yeah it i feel like the people who made that stuff would never talk like that in any way but they just think like, oh, that's the Glasgow bad tourist. So like, that's what we'll fucking do. Like, oh, and I just, I know I'm getting myself wound up by something that doesn't matter <laughs> and probably isn't the intention, but I kind of just hate it. Hmm. And I'm a little bit sick of it. Okay. I'm a little bit sick of it. So the initial setup, I think is, is, is quite like an interesting way to go with this film. Because obviously the original, it's just, it's the it's your classic mm. setup for a kind of it's slasher the movie. The cabin in the woods, of which a film was made about cliches such as a cabin in the wood. Yeah. So it's kind of weird, almost, to come back to that. But it's, I should say the original is obviously. Yeah, they're just going out to party. Yeah. They're just going to fucking hang out. This film, they they go for a different approach, which is the character of Mia uh, is trying to go cold turkey. I think she's addicted to heroin. Yes. She's trying to go cold turkey. So her friends and her brother take her out to this cabin. They're like, we're going to fucking chuck your heroin down a well. And you're just going to stay here until it's out of your system completely. And obviously it sounds like they tried to do it once before. Sounds like she turns into a bit of a pain in the arse. <laughs> um, so but this she, is the new approach. Dro- the previous time she just drove away. Yeah. Uh, they, they, just, <clears throat> they just, she wanted to leave and they left. But this time they've decided, nah, enough's enough. If you want to go, we're just going to be like, nah, you have to stay. Yeah. Um, so I think like that, that is like, that, that is, that is a a more interesting approach to take to something that has been fucking done today, which is the teenagers go, well, they're not teenagers. They're like, they look like they're about 20 something, you know, going to hang out in the woods. And I think it's, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy as well that this came out a year after, I'm pretty sure a year after Cabin in the Woods. I think Cabin Cabin in the Woods is 2012. Yeah. Because it was the same year as Avengers. I'm pretty sure it was. That's... It's pretty crazy that you kind of have a film that deconstructs those kind of horror slasher movies and, you know, mainly looks at the cabin in the woods type film. And then a year later, you have a straight-faced yeah. cabin in the woods movie. They must have, there must have been a bit of nervousness. I think they must have seen the cabin in the woods and been like, well, fuck. <laughs> All right, shooting now. So, um, but I do think, I think it's, it's, it's a more interesting premise because I think it gets you invested in the characters more than, you know, some of them are still fodder for the demons in terms of you just, you know, you want to see, you know, in these kind of movies, these slasher movies, you just want to see people die in creative ways. But I think there's, by introducing that element to it, it kind of gets you more invested in them as characters. It is one of the more, um, in terms of horror films, more like, character focused one in yeah. a way like it is like there is like a, a dynamic and it does feel like it's like a real problem it's not just oh my god i'm in love with her and she's oh, usually inside this sort of film there's some sort of jealousy yeah. or something like that like it but like this one there actually does feel like some there's almost a stake to why they're there before the horror stuff even happens yeah yeah and i think it i mean there's definitely still characters who are just there to get killed. Hmm. There's one character in particular, her brother's, the, Mia's brother's girlfriend. Natalie. I, Natalie. I kept forgetting she was even in the movie. Like, I kept watching it, and I'm like, yeah, these four people. <laughs> Mia, her brother, and her two friends. These four people have gone out to the woods. And then Natalie would pop up, and I'd be like, fuck it, I keep forgetting she's even here. Like, she gets nothing. Hmm. No character development whatsoever. She is just there to die in a pretty pretty graphic way yeah um but yeah i think it's good because i think you genuinely do kind of feel for mia a little bit when all this crazy fucked up shit's happening to her 
and they're all just like oh well it's because of the the drugs hmm. it's because she's going cold turkey she's freaking out it's like no the the trees attacked her <laughs> like, there's yeah. there's some bad shit going on out there um i and i love the way that mia is portrayed the actress's name is jane jane levy Le- who jane i levy. don't think i've seen in anything other than this if well, i was to think well i mean she is in don't she, she's in don't breathe and she is Fede alves's second movie yes yeah which i don't remember much about the only thing i remember about that movie as i'm sure everyone who's seen it remembers is the scene with the turkey baster which yeah. is horrible we're not going to talk about it we're not going to talk we're not going to spend any time on that because it sends shivers down my spine <laughs> more than terrifying. pt there's there's Ugh. horror there's the most fucked up <laughs> shit you've ever seen there's pt then there's the turkey baster Ugh. and don't breathe um but i think she plays her fucking outstandingly yeah especially when she is in full cold turkey mode and she has those jittery nervous ticks like she talks really quickly and like her movements are really rapid um and she seems like so pent up and tense mm. like it seems like she's about to fucking burst at it any does moment. also look like withdrawal symptoms yeah so that's the thing so when the action kicks off and she starts seeing all this horrible shit before anyone else has that's what her friends mistake it for they think it's withdrawal systems mm. it's like no she just saw the most fucked up shit ever and but she's still like she's playing that like fear as if she's as if like you said as if it's withdrawal symptoms and it's so intense the scene where david her brother is that his name is it david it was yes, david. it is david yes. david goes into the bedroom after they get her back to the cabin and she's like curled up on the bed and she does that whole speech in like a really intense whisper yeah and it is fucking it just cuts right through me like it's so you feel so fucking terrified in that moment i feel like even though you know like what's going on like i feel terrified in that film more than maybe scenes where there is actual horror going on Mm. because it does feel genuine it feels like she's so pent up with all this fear and all this terror i fucking love it and she's amazing and how she is not in more things based on this movie baffles me <clears throat> yeah she deserves to be yeah absolutely does it like she is re- it's really really the whole film i feel like is really really well acted even mm. natalie's character yeah doesn't have anything to do but she she's just still has to like, scream and <laughs> she still is well like she's believable character and she, um she plays it believably mm. and like she's still like you still feel sorry like feel sorry for her when this stuff's happening um all of them all of the characters they're very well like established personalities and the actors really do take that and really like make you believe it and then like make you feel sorry when stuff happens. Yeah. I do feel like of them all though, Eric. Eric is a silly character. So, <laughs> funnily, uh, Eric reminded me of that character from Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. The, the weed guy. He isn't a weed guy, but he definitely looks like a weed guy. And he is a weed guy. He just doesn't smoke weed. You know, he's a weed guy. Thing. He's just not smoking weed at this because he's like, well, I'm trying to get this girl sober. Yeah, no, it's fucking still weird. A good idea. Like, yeah, man, take the edge off your cold turkey. <laughs> um, um, yeah, he he's like a. No, he's not a ridiculous character. He's, he's he is just, a very like toned down version of detached. the character you're talking about. Yeah, he's very detached in a very strange way. But he's like a weird man. Yeah. Like his approach to, especially the book. He finds the book. He finds the book of the dead, which is wrapped up in bin bags and barbed wire. Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll open that." And I'm like, "No, throw that far fucking away." <laughs> and he's sitting, and it's like. You're meant to be out there. You're meant to do something. He's flicking through this book that's well, covered it, in blood it, yeah, like, and like dirt, and it's full of all these cover. horrible, like yeah, it's a, a cover made of a literal skin, and it's he's flicking through it and he's he's fucking scribbling on it and he's taking notes. And I'm like, you're a psychopath. You are so detached from like the way a normal person should be experiencing this situation. Yeah. They all are a little bit. I mean, they, they, there's this the moment when they 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 take the rug back. And it reveals a trapdoor with a huge streak of fresh blood that goes down to the trapdoor. And I was like, instantaneously, I would just be like, get in the fucking car, we're out of here. Yeah. Like, do not go down there. But of course, the next shot is the door opens. Because there'd be no movie if they did the real <laughs> thing. But I do think his character is funny. But what I loved about his character, and something that I think is really great about this film in general, is, like, I don't. I think this film, I think, obviously this is a much more heavy-handed kind of serious take on evil dead like they really amp up the horror 
But I do think they keep a lot of the kind of comedy elements in it. It's maybe just not as obvious. But I think one of the things that make it obvious is how much shit they do to Eric. <laughs> like, as a character. Obviously, there was the, the, there's a kind of famous thing with, with the original Evil Dead where apparently with Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell's relationship, Sam Raimi just loves to fuck with Bruce Campbell. Like, he just loves to fuck with him. And so, in he wrote in a lot of scenes where Bruce Campbell was going to have to be in some physical pain. Um, apparently, scenes where he gets hit and slapped and things like that. Like, that is all Sam Raimi doing all that. Um, like, they love it. And I feel like the spirit of that is captured through the character of Eric. Yeah. Because so much happens to him. Like, he gets... What does he get? Let's list it. He gets stabbed... With a needle. He gets stabbed in the eye with a needle. Like, several, several times. times. Yeah. yeah. He gets stabbed in the chest with a blade of glass. glass. Um, He falls and smacks his back off the toilet, which yeah. renders him, like, paralyzed for a good five or so minutes. Um, He gets shot several times by a nail gun. Like and i mean several mm. like all up his arm all in his chest and everything he gets his hand shattered by a crowbar and i think is that everything well i mean when he comes back as a, a creature of the dead he then has to burn alive yes he comes back as a creature of the dead and he burns alive they do so much shit to him and what's hilarious about it is that he cut every time he keeps coming back like even after that time where he gets his fucking hand destroyed and everything and you think there's no way this guy's coming back comes back to save the day man just knock the fuck out of that demon right before it kills david and i think that even though obviously seeing him get shot by the needles is intense there's something hilarious about it yeah because there's so much happening to him and there's a couple of scenes like that where especially in the the, the very final uh final confrontation which i know plot wise we haven't sort of built up to that but in the final confrontation she mia's character shoves a chainsaw through the face of a demon and like rocks it back and forth and there's just blood going everywhere and i just i was just laughing for like a minute straight because i was like this is fucking ludicrous it's so over the top it rains blood it literally is raining raining blood. blood but i love that because i think if you watch that initial trailer and then even for the first chunk of the movie it feels like it's going to be really serious and really brutal but I think there is a lot of comedy to be found in it. It's just very, very dark comedy. It is like, look at all the fucked up shit yeah. we're doing to this character. And I like it. It has that um, uh, that sort of uh, mentality where it, it works because the seri- the situations are absolutely ridiculous and mm. stupid, but the characters are obviously taking it so seriously. Yeah. There isn't this element of... Um, um, characters like winking to the audience when something ridiculous going on that something happens ridiculous and they're like what's that all about eh and you're like they're, oh, oh, yeah strange things are happening I'm it's all, right. all played straight yeah it's very straight mm. like it just it, which keeps you invested in the character and also keeps you like on your toes like it's still nerve-wracking because you know that there's bizarre shit's gonna happen to this character and you do still feel like it like you can still feel like how visceral it yeah. is happening to these but also it's ridiculous it's ridiculous should we talk about the violence in this movie yes yeah. holy fuck <laughs> it is like because it's ridiculous because like other horror films wouldn't dare do this because it's it, it, like as soon as you do it you, you take away any sort of sense of like reality mm. but like this film just goes for it I think again there's like a fun kind of there's a it's a fun kind of throwback to the original where apparently when they were making Evil Dead, they didn't do a lot of continuity checks when it came to the blood. So they would just throw blood around and just be like, yeah, I'm sure it's fine. Like, as long as there's blood there, it's all good. And I almost feel like there's an homage to that in this film by there's just so much. There's so much blood. It's everywhere. It doesn't make sense that there, that any one person has that much blood in them. <laughs> At one point, it's literally raining blood, like you said. It's insane how much blood is in this film. It's ridiculous. And I love it. Fucking love it. <laughs> but um yeah, the the deaths in this, the 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 kind of the violence in this is pretty it's pretty full on. They also use the Book of the Dead really effectively. Mm. They use it to like foreshadow 
of some of the things that happened. Yeah. The worst one for me being how the character of Olivia goes, mm-hmm. where uh, Olivia is put, like thrown up on by me, possessed Mia, and uh, then like she goes to get sent to try and like calm Mia down, uh, and then she gets taken over, and then the book shows like this woman cutting her own face off, and then you're like, shit. Yeah, and I think it's it's kind of effective because you see that in the book, you see the face cut off. And then he obviously walks into the room and you can hear slice in. And so it's like, you know what you're about to see, yeah. but you're like, how fucked up is this going to be? And I almost think that's more effective than if you didn't see that page in the book and he just walked in and you heard something yeah. happening because then your brain would just be like, okay, like what, what it's, am I going to see? Weird it's weird because um, that anticipation was fucking killing yeah. me. Yeah. Like the idea of someone cutting their face off is such a horrible... Like a face off? Visceral, personal idea that like building up to it then when actually when we finally saw it actually calmed down yeah it's weird that the the somebody half taking their face off makes you go oh that's okay then yeah because <laughs> it's not as bad as, as what you, you think it's gonna be yeah and it's not like they had to say any di- line of dialogue they just show you this picture of a woman fa- um cutting her face off and you're like well fuck well oh no <laughs> <laughs> uh and actually see, see that that suspense is like so fucking massively done yeah it's great it really is great. And then he Eric slips on her cheek that's lying on the floor, which is just, just to add, throw fucking salt on the wound. Brutal. Um, there is a scene that I think I hate the most, which is when she, Mia's character... So Mia becomes possessed in this film. I feel like we need we should probably say that because, yeah. keep forgetting, Mia is possessed for like a good chunk of this movie. Um, when she tries to run away from the cabin... Uh, she crashed her car she gets stabbed by some trees and then a demon demon puts some kind of weird black branch thing inside her and I guess now she's a demon hmm. um, so for a lot of the film Mia's possessed and a lot of fucked up shit happens to Mia but the one moment in particular that really fucking stressed me out is when she licks the Stanley knife uh. she licks it and she splits her tongue down the middle and I couldn't fucking watch it I was just like I hate I hate this but I love it like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's so just fucking fun and messed up to watch it. But at the same time, I was like, I can't, I can't deal with this. <laughs> I had to like hide in my jumper for a moment. Um, I think the the one that's the the other one that's really effective, which is probably the tamest moment, is when he gets stabbed in the eye with the needle. Yeah. And the needle gets left, and he has to slowly pull oh. out, and the skin kind of pulls. And he's kind of got floppy <laughs> eyelid for the rest of the film. <sighs> it's like baggy and loose. It's just fucking great. Yeah, Ugh. it's horrible <laughs> <Yeah>. though. <laughs> that because when he's getting stabbed in the eye, like you, you're, you're like that. That must, that must be hurting a fuckload. But it's like it's not even just one. It's like lots of tiny yeah. little stabs. I'm like, whoa, whoa! And then the woman's got her face cut off. He's jumping on him, and I'm just like, this is fucking. They presumably love each other. This is so heavy metal. <laughs> they presumably love each other. So there's the psychological stuff of like, oh no, my girlfriend with half my face is pointing a needle into my eye. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so much drama. I definitely do feel like the 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 two the two female characters who aren't Mia are probably the ones who are given the least to do. Yeah. Because Olivia's killed off very very quickly, and as we've said, Natalie. Is a is a plank of wood. <laughs> yeah. Well, Olivia's given this whole sort of um, morality stance where she's the one who says no. Yeah. What we're gonna do is if Mia tries to escape from like um, going cold turkey, mm. um, we're we're gonna put a stop to it. Like we're we're not gonna let her go until it's out of her system. So she's kind of like she's almost the adult of the situation. Yeah. That's uh, also just holding someone hostage. I'm pretty sure. Isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Iffy. But hopefully- you need to get her. You need to. Type up a contract. Have her sign the contract. Yeah. That way, if anything bad happens, you're fucking golden, baby. I don't think that something bad did happen, and I don't, you don't think, think the contract. contract did <laughs> <laughs> you don't think that's enough? No, the contract probably wouldn't have done a whole lot. Mm. It's fair play. You don't get a, a get out of jail free card for having a little contract signed. It's like, is there a clause in this contract in case I become a witch demon? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I never really thought about it. There's one if you become a werewolf, weirdly. Um, so the Natalie does get some. She gets some pretty, pretty violent deaths. A lot of stuff to do with hands in this film. Yeah. Um, which I'm gonna assume is a callback to Evil Dead Two, 
because I don't know if you remember in Evil Dead 2, his he hand does, yeah. becomes possessed, he cuts off his hand, and then his hand's crawling around the floor and swearing at him and all this kind of shit. Um, Which obviously they're not going to do in this one. But he, he doesn't replace it with a chainsaw to the second one, does yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. Because that's kind of alluded to slightly in this one. Yeah. At the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> fucking yeah. 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 <laughs> Boris Johnson's a pure fatty. Um, it's, yeah, at the end when Mia is uh, fighting the demon, her fucking arm gets crushed by a car. Not only that, but in order to save herself, she has to rip her rip hand. Which is off. fucking hilarious because there's a moment the demon's crawling towards her. She's like, I'll fucking send your soul to hell. She says that horrible. And then Mia's just like, oh, fuck this. And like goes to pull her arm and then immediately starts screaming. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm sure in your head that was like a heroic, a, a heroic moment. moment. <laughs> then instantly you realized, oh, I have to rip my arm out of its socket. <laughs> but yeah, she, she gets up, her arm's totally torn off or, you know, the kind of hand part. And uh, she turns on the chainsaw, fucking jams her hand, her like stump hand into the handle and then let's rip on yeah. the demon, which is, I guess, yeah. A more sort of realistic way, I guess, yeah. of doing the whole replacing. Well, because in Evil Dead 2, he literally redesigns the chainsaw. Like, he repurposes it. Yeah. Which is hilarious, because there's so much shit going on, and they're like, ah, oh, we got like an hour fucking make this chainsaw. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like it. I like it that there's, there's not really... It doesn't have that kind of heavy-handed... Pun intended... Like, I don't really feel like it has those kind of heavy-handed throwbacks to the original that a lot of remakes tend to do. Yeah. Like, there's the there's the spyglass that David gives to her, which, in the original, Ash gives to his girlfriend. Okay, uh, I don't remember that. But it's Well, yeah, the thing is, it doesn't really serve a purpose. It doesn't really serve a purpose in the original. It doesn't really serve a purpose here at all. Um, But they have that kind of moment where she picks it up off the ground and the way the chain is laid out looks like a skull. Okay. That I would say is the most, like, beat for what would you call it? Like that is the most straightforward Direct. reference. I feel like yeah. yeah, because the rest is like like I said, the hand in the in Evil Dead Two becomes possessed. So in this, her hand gets bitten and her hand starts. You know, it's like the infection starts moving up her hand, and so she has to cut her hand off to stop the infection. Like that is a reference, but it's not just we've Which cut also, the hand off and. Also- you know, yeah plot bit it's like, a plot point yeah. yeah like in the remake of course there's a lot of stuff that would be similar because it's the, supposed to be the same plot in a sense it's yeah to be the same idea um and i kind of i kind of like that because they also don't really they don't really go for a straight up ash character in this either no it seems like they're building up to it that with david yeah like they are very much turning him into an ash character he even has like the blue button up with the white shirt underneath it and that kind of classic Bruce Campbell look. Hmm. Um, and it seems like they're building up to that. And then he gets killed. And he has to he has to sacrifice himself to blow up the cabin. Um, and then the focus is shifted onto Mia, who's no longer a demon. Um, and now it's, you know, her turn to finish the job. And I like that they don't just try to reinvent Ash. Because yeah. you can't. Because Bruce Campbell is so iconic as that character. Like, that's the character everyone remembers him as. Yeah, yeah. Fucking, what else did he do? Elvis and Bubba Hotep? Like, you know what I mean? That yeah, is yeah, his yeah. character. The the guy from the Sam Raimi film. The exactly. Films. And so I think it's good that they don't just try to rip that off. Mm. It's good. They, they just, yeah, they do their own thing. They do the quick joke, though, which is, is actually legitimately funny, where uh, David opens a cupboard, it shoots, uh, look, the camera looks directly at a chainsaw, and then whips up to the actual thing he's going to pick yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. a nice funny joke yeah. for the fans. That's what I mean. It's like, there's there's fun references like that and obviously the whole film in itself is like there is a lot of kind of there's similarities in terms of obviously the, the cabin looks almost identical i would say which is pretty cool they even have the the chair swing outside and things like that um but yeah i i'm i'm a big fan of the fact that they kind of just do their own thing hmm. and if there is a reference other than the you know the spyglass there is kind of a point to everything so there was rumor that they were going to make a sequel to this but the thing they were going to do which seemed really really bizarre even for a person who hadn't seen evil dead mm-hmm. was that they were going to make the, a sequel to this evil dead and then tie it into the continuity with bruce campbell yes i do remember that being the chat when this came out because obviously at the end 
after the credits are played on this movie, Bruce Campbell shows up. Like, it's literally just Bruce Campbell and he says groovy and well, that's it. I did think at the time, like, that might be because, like, they probably wanted to put the word groovy into, like, the film somewhere, mm. but it's just too... <laughs> it's too heavy-handed, yeah. Too heavy-handed. Um, but, the, yeah, that was the, the weird idea was to make it a sequel to both That would have been fucking weird. Because, like, tonally it just wouldn't it wouldn't match at all yeah like i can't imagine trying to integrate bruce campbell's ash into that version of evil dead you know what i mean yeah it doesn't work do you think they could do it if they did like another evil dead 2 like if they did a sequel to Mm. that version but then they played it up slightly more comically i don't know because then i'm also thinking the mia character i'm like i can't fathom her being in ash versus the evil dead like yeah. the the TV show, like the tones just don't match up at all. So you would have to really sacrifice, like, you would have to sacrifice the core of that character almost to yeah. make it to make one of them fit into the others. Universe. Well, I guess as we said, like they those characters play it all straight. Like they, yeah, they, they they all react to the situation as a human being should react to that situation. So as much as it would make sense from the original Evil Dead timeline, they're like, ah, fuck it, put him in a parallel universe where yeah. it's Evil Dead, but it's again, um, would be fine for that version. It would kind of like they would. They, there's no way you could play that version straight. Mm-hmm. Someone comes in and like, hey, it's me. I've done this before, man. I've got a chainsaw for a hand. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, you can't. That that, that kind of overconfidence, I don't feel like would suit. Again, would suit that universe yeah. like th- this more kind of realistic one realistic i did quotations there <laughs> <laughs> forget uh, this is a visual not i mean non-visual a non-visual one it's visual for us we have to look at your beautiful face oh thanks for buddy at least one hour thanks buddy and then i'm going to make you leave and catch yeah. a bus that takes you a long time to get home you'll throw up as well because you've seen my face for too long far too long. far too long far too fucking long <laughs> Uh, unless they, they they could maybe have tried to like integrate uh, a different version of Ash. Maybe mm. they could have done something like that. But again, then it's like why, bo- like why, why suppose, bother? Yeah, why bother? I mean? Like either you integrate Ash or you don't. Hmm. And I think it would be too weird to, like you said, have that kind of overconfident character roll up in a sequel and be like, "I've been doing this for fucking years. I'm Ash," and Mia is like this twitching <laughs> ex junkie. <laughs> like, um, and it would just be two one-handed people around, which I'm all for. Yeah, it'd just be quite, be you know, be new. <laughs> <laughs> um, hi. But yeah, I, I, I do find that weird. I think the route they decided to take is is better. Like yeah. I, th- I'm glad that they decided to remake move forward it. with the TV show. At the same time, like there's 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 like a big part of me after watching this today that's gutted that we don't get to see more of that version of Evil Dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if they were going to make a sequel, they'd have probably made it by now. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. And I also don't... I mean, clearly, there's... there's. No, I don't think there's a market for it now. Yeah. Especially with the TV show. Like, the TV show is what people wanted. Mm. I totally get it. I do totally get it. Yeah. yeah. 100%. I just think, like, if the, if the reason, say, you're writing that film off is because of how much you like the original, like, or, you know, Evil Dead 1 and 2, it's like you're not giving that a chance to like be what it is which is a fucking like batshit crazy like it's just so so energetic so violent i just i think it's got and and also the fact that like they really use a lot of in-camera effects like none of it seems over overtly fake yeah i mean like they're obviously using props and prosthetics that they're shooting uh nails through and things like that you know what i mean yeah i think there's there, again and i think that's probably a lot of why we were finding it so difficult to watch at points is because it does feel it Real, feels genuine yeah. like when she fucking licks that stanley knife and splits her tongue in two like that that's a, that's a practical effect that which you know i'm sure is easy to do but it's still so fucking just blah like it just makes you want to fucking throw up and i love that like i feel like there's there's you know a lot of these kind of a lot of the slasher movies and stuff that come out now i feel like are quite they're quite tame yeah quite, you know quite, just all right you know man i feel like that's just fucking 
so bald. Yeah, I mean, not bald. It's 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 not it's not crazy bald, but like, I just think it has an energy about it that a lot of horror films don't have anymore, and it it sucks that it seems like people don't really like it. Yeah, like it it does genuinely kind of bum me out, and I'm like glad we watched this today because I feel like I've rediscovered evil dead yeah like i feel but this this remake yeah which like obviously i have like evil dead 2 you know like i was joking at the start about fucking it's every film nerd's favorite movie but like i love it like it's one of my absolute favorite movies without question but i think this can totally be appreciated on like another level Uh, not another level like on a different level you know what i mean um and i think just because it's a remake doesn't mean it should be written off i don't know i really loved this one I liked it. I like I very like passionately. I'm a big fan of this one, hmm. and I just learned that today. Even though, because <laughs> I've not seen it in years, like I can't remember the last time I watched it. It must have been right around the time it came out. I opened up the Blu-ray, and it's had the receipt from ASDA <laughs> from when I bought it in twenty for ASDA. in twenty fourteen. Scott Plug, Morrison. So many plugs today. Scott Morrison loves ASDA. What's this podcast been sponsored by today now? Sinwad ASDA and, and the PlayStation Four the PlayStation store. PlayStation yeah, the, the Halloween sale, They've which ends that. today, I think. What well, does it? Mm. What well, makes sense? Halloween. Uh, and also they got that little PlayStation streaming I'm sure that's great guys so you should sign up for that guys genuinely yeah. get, if you're not on PlayStation 4 get on it yeah get on it right get now get on the PlayStation now you see they announced the, play, the PlayStation 5 I did see that hmm. it's a good name isn't it <laughs> consistent because <laughs> the uh, fucking Xbox 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 360 Xbox One wasn't that the Xbox <laughs> what and what's this one called it's called it, this one's called something it's like a word it's like Xbox Genesis or something. I'm like, yeah. shut up. Um, what is this? Just fucking consistency. PlayStation's just been like, yeah, it's PlayStation 2, 3, 4, 5. They've, you know, already, they've already trademarked 6, 7, 8, 9. Brilliant, because who's going to take that? Yeah. The Xbox, they're just like, fucking PlayStation 10, do it. Call, <laughs> call the Xbox. Kill the new Xbox and PlayStation 10. I fucking <laughs> dare you. <laughs> Good old PlayStation, though. Consistency 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 do you think in terms of pt we're gonna come back to this because i do genuinely think pt is the fucking scariest thing do you think that was originally that was obviously a playable teaser for silent hills Hmm. do you think that if they had gone ahead and made silent hills they would have been able to sustain that level of horror for a full game i don't know but they were certainly passionate Oh, they were. Yeah. Like, I think uh, Hideo Kojima literally said he wanted to make a game that would make you shit your pants. <laughs> like, that was his goal. Him and Guillermo del Toro. And I, But I do wonder, like, I wonder how much of that horror you would have been able to sustain for, like, say, a 12-hour game. Because I think eventually you're either going to get to a point where you're going to become numb to it or you're going to get to a point where you just can't handle anymore like you can't push yourself to play anymore yeah because like <clears throat> they can't stay the car- corridor the whole time so well no obviously to... it wouldn't be the corridor the whole time so but they'd have to move something yeah yeah i just don't know, like yeah i just not because i think obviously pt works as such a, a kind of tight experience it's like a it's like you play it for 20 minutes you shit your fucking pants <laughs> and then you know it's it's done yeah most horror games are like that though mm. most horror games la- work better when you're only playing it for like a shorter period yeah, of time because i remember with resident evil 7 i remember finding that terrifying mm. for the first chunk and then you kind of get used to it you kind of work out how the game plays and you start to relax a little bit and then i played through the second half of that game like totally fine as if it was any other game mm. you know what i mean um hopefully i'll be able to do that with layers of fear i think the difference with layers of fear is that there's there's no objective other than walk walking so you're just walking from but horror that to sounds horror. less scary because you're just like Whoa. no it's very scary <laughs> it seems weird because you'd think that in any sort of like potential to like fight back means that you might have to mm. which kind of it kind of weird that a walking simulator would be so scary to me because the any ability to fight back feels like that means that you it's like um the the game is more dependent on your reactions yeah. Whereas in Lay of a Fear, you're like, well, I can't do anything else but walk forward. So. There definitely was... We we talked about that <clears throat> after we played the first little chunk. We played it for like an hour. I say we, me and Kay. 
played it for like an hour. Name her! Yeah. Damn it, name and, um, her! <laughs> well, no, because I'm like, that must sound confusing a little bit. Um, And so I remember talking to Katie about it and I was like, I think the way we, we'd probably be able to push past the fear is that there isn't really anything in the game that's going to be able to harm you because it's not that kind of game. Mm. So presumably we're always just going to be walking into a room assuming something scary is going to happen, the scary thing's going to happen, and then, you know, you move on to the next room. But I almost think there's like there's there's less fun in that. Like I think the reason we're enjoying it and finding it scary is because we are allowing ourselves to just buy into it. Yeah. We're like, yeah, you know what? Like we're gonna approach each room with our backs up a little bit, and you know, take our time and get freaked out and let ourselves because it's more fun that way. Hmm. I think to experience a game. No, like I get that. it. Yeah. Rather than just rattling through everything as quick as you can because nothing could hurt me. Like you know, you know what I mean. Uh, like you know when you're scared and you come out of the bathroom and it's dark and you just run real quick to the bedroom because yeah. nothing can get you if you run real quick nothing except tripping up because you're a bit wet so you know you might slip the shower at two in the morning you're having a shower huh? you having showers at- <laughs> i thought that's what you said when you come out the no just when you come out the bathroom oh okay i see maybe i said shower <laughs> i don't know rewind the tape need to get in my head <laughs> um how many spookles would you give Evil Dead out of 20 spookles? I'd give it 20 spookles. Out of 20? Uh, out of 20. Yeah? It's a lot of spookles. <laughs> what even is that? How are you measuring spookles? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I was very spookalite. One you? like equals one spookle. Uh, yeah, I thought it was, very, it, it was very much an experience. It was very visceral, very much an experience. It's very much a film to be watched with friends. Oh, yeah. 100%. If you're looking for a horror film, like like a bunch of you can get together and like... You can have fun at the reactions and stuff. But yeah. Like, it very much feels like that kind of film. I think that might become my new, like, kind of Halloween, get people around, have yeah. some beers, like, watch that. Because it it's a fuckload of fun. Yeah. Um, I'm really happy we watched that. Yeah. I feel good. We've had good Halloween. Good Halloween. Yeah. What did we do last year? What did we do last year? Was it Trick or Treat last no, year? No, that was two years ago, I think. This podcast old. Yeah, this podcast should be pretty old. <laughs> And we're no further than when we started. <laughs> We've not progressed no. in any way. If anything, it's gotten worse. <laughs> because we've matured. Or yeah. I've matured. Oh. You were already mature. Okay, thanks. I don't I fucking, thought you were telling me. I don't blast me loud fucking music in your ears anymore. <laughs> scream. We started off with Night of the Lepus. Night of the Lepus, yeah. We did trick or treat. I think that was the year after. And then what was last year? Was it The Grudge? The Ring versus The Grudge? No. Oh. See, we did Suspiria as well. Did we do... I don't think we no, did that No, Suspiria wasn't the Halloween one. But I think last year we did have that moment of we did two horror films in a row and then we we're like, right, this is our Halloween episode, so... I love this fucking in-lore conversation <laughs> that we're having. Like, the the second opinion lore. <laughs> um, I forgot about The Ring versus The Grudge. The Ring versus The Grudge was very good. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't good. But it was fun. It was certainly. It was, was. certainly fun to watch. Um, if you've ever wanted to see two ghost ladies duke it out. What was last Halloween? You got to start signing off the podcast, Danny, so uh, that people you have something to us, listen to. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook. Second opinion. That's second with a two. Oh, it was murder party. Oh, with it, the hipsters were the murderers. Yes, it was a hipster horror film. It was murder party. Okay, so out of. Here's a fun question. Yeah. Out of the Halloween movies that we've done, that being Night of the Lepus, Trick or Treat, um, the movie I just said that I've forgotten the name Murder of already, Party. Murder Party, and this, what would you say was your favourite out of those four? What's my favourite? I think that Evil Dead's the best horror film out of them. Mm. I think that's um, my... But I think my favourite would probably be Murder Party. I think my favourite would be Murder Party as well. Yeah. I think this is a close, close second, though. I think this is a better horror film. Like, I feel like I feel more buzzed about this right now. But if I was to watch Murder Party, like, after this, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I would remember that that is... I really liked Trick or Treat as, like, a a gothic... It's like an anthology film. Gothic anthology Mm. film. It's not, like, too scary, but, like, it's a really sort of cool sort of Halloween lore sort of thing. I also just like... Is it Michael... Michael Duherty? Duherty? Um, His filmmaking style outside of Godzilla, King of the Monsters, which is not great. But um, those two films, Trick or Treat and Krampus, Mm. are... They are kind of my favourite films to watch at those times of... Those respective times of the year. Um, Like, I 100%... Katie was talking about 
watching Christmas movies this year. And I was like, yeah, we'll watch Krampus. And she was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, no, we're like, we're going to watch it. And she was like, oh, yeah. So like, what, what's like your, what's like your favorite Christmas film? And I was like, Krampus. Krampus. <laughs> Which I know is the fucking weirdo answer. <laughs> well, know it's not mean? like the, oh, my, do you know what my favorite Christmas film is? Go, go, guess what my favorite well, Christmas film is. Well, you guess what my favorite Christmas film is. Like, it's, go. It's, Die Hard. It's, yeah. Technically, it's a Christmas film. Well, it's not that. Yeah, it's not that. But then I also don't have that douchey approach of like, oh, like my, my favorite Christmas film is fucking Black Christmas. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like I just love Krampus. And it's uh, Christmas, so I'm like, yeah, I guess Krampus is my favorite Christmas film. I like it more than Elf. And I love Elf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not shitting on Elf. No. What a film. He gets hit by a taxi. I'm excited. That's comedy. I'm excited to watch Claws the Netflix 2D animated Christmas movie that's coming out because oh boy I'm all about that 2D animation this year 2D animations it's I miss it (laughs) I want to say it's making a comeback because in my head it is but (laughs) (laughs) because I've been watching lots and lots of 2D animated movies recently but in real life it's not Uh, real life it's died very much died to death Disney's not going to go back to 2D animation for a long time Disney kept fucking it with 2D animation they're, they're all about literal 3D now yeah in that they remake their movies in oh, live action and they make them significantly worse. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, happy Halloween. The real horror is what Disney's doing to their movie franchise. Capitalism. Capitalism. Monopoly. <laughs> Monopoly. If, if we did... Onopolies. If we did like actual titles for these episodes rather than just the movie titles, I feel like this episode would be titled The Real Horror is, co- is Capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Although it's past Halloween for you guys, but yeah. And, you know, remember to look behind you. Look behind you. It might be Kevin Spacey. Here's a Kevin Spacey. <laughs> I was trying to do the bit from PT where the phone's like, look behind you, and then you look behind you, and then you get fucking... <laughs> Good night, everybody. Night.